from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Holy hell, once again, as we said a million times on this podcast, women's tennis dramatically, dramatically better than men's right now. Am I right? Are you saying that because I've been watching women's tennis all weekend? I'm talking about the state champion (laughs) 3-0 women's team from Corey's Club. Just literally, we came almost straight from the facility uh, and uh, to the studio uh, in just brush a brush with greatness. <laughs> I know. I'll give you my autograph later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it was very exciting. Dramatic finish. We like that. Yeah. So you won sectionals, which I guess were a state and a section in, right. in, for USTA purposes. I know. So I'm sure I'm gonna have to answer that question a million times. <laughs> Why does it say sectional section championship? What does that mean? But well, yes, everybody's Texas, got a, the state. Everybody's got a sectional, yeah, champion. Also, right? Well, yeah, but in the bigger or in the smaller states, they might have a section champion. Actually, is the champion of like five states at once, right? Yeah, yeah. But here, nobody might know that. I don't know. Oh, either way. So, yes. uh, congratulations, championship coach. I hope they buy you a ring. <laughs> um, we already had players asking if they don't go to nationals, they still get the ring. <laughs> Oh, there's a ring? No. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what, well, I don't know. I've never been. It's first I time. I was trying to be funny and uh, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> congratulations. But of course, what I'm really talking about is Rogers Cup. And the women, I think, certainly in the finals, outshine the men's finals, which I think we have come to expect. Yes. Now, you didn't see either final because you were <laughs> coaching at the highest level. I was levels. watching the very similar level of match. So, yeah, the three oh women, it was exciting. But like we always say, when something's competitive, it's exciting. Right. No matter what it is. Uh, so. And so, as we, as you, like you said, we always get more competitive uh, matches in the women's for whatever reason. Even though we didn't have uh, better dominating, it still seems to work out that way. Well, yeah, because I think no one can keep up. There's always one. One of the big four is always somewhere. Right. And that ruins everything. <laughs> I think I've, I've made it. I've come to a decision. You've asked the question before, uh, and I don't know what my answer was or what I wasn't, probably wasn't even paying attention to you, <laughs> but I've, I've, I've come to a conclusion. Get rid of the big four. I will like men's tennis more. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, get rid of them. Retire all <laughs> of them. Send them all. Done. Yeah. Done. They can go do whatever they want to do. Feder can ro- go ro- raise his 19 sets of twins. Uh, Andy Murray can limp around, you know, Scotland, <laughs> screaming freedom. <laughs> um, you know, campaigning and, for uh, equal prize money and exactly. serene on the men's tour and everything else. Right, and then uh, the Joker. I don't know what you know what he can do. And then D- Nadal, he can just go around to different stores, rearranging their shelves and getting everything <laughs> lined up just. <laughs> perfectly <laughs> what do they call the front fronting the uh the stuff on the shelves in the grocery store would be perfect for him yeah so your retail experience really shining through <laughs> um but yeah you get rid of them all and we'd have a much better because the rest of the tournament was fantastic 
That was okay. Well, and it was the, we can now say two weeks in a row that we're kind of, I've consistently been encouraged by the younger players finally, you know, performing regularly, not just showing up one tournament and then disappearing. Now, it's still not a slam, but this is a higher caliber tournament than last week. Yeah, you could definitely tell everybody was into this. It it mattered more. They cared more. You know, it's definitely a bigger deal for sure, which is why, again, each Grand Slam should have a uh, season um, that builds un- unto itself that builds through different levels until you, you know, end with a, a Masters and yeah. then whatever. But yeah, everybody, was, I mean, not everybody was there, but everybody was there. Right. And uh, women's side too. Women's side too. In Montreal. Yeah. And what was interesting, I was watching one day and I was watching uh, our favorite American hope, Jack Sock, and the Brian brothers play one of the Brian's. I don't even, I don't differentiate. Yeah. They're Jack just... sock and Brian play. And I was watching it for about an hour. And then I finally was another match came on. I was like, why are they only showing doubles? And then I realized that it was on the actual singles was on ESPN at the time. So that does, it was a little <laughs> strange to see the tournament on two different channels at the same time. Cause they, I didn't think they were allowed to do that, but right. So I missed a lot of the singles that day, not knowing that it was on a different channel. Yeah. So on the men's side, I think the final tried to end up being something, but it, it, it you know, false hope, false right. hope. Um, and even if it would have gone three, I don't know. I don't know. I, it I was, think Nadal's, all, I mean, obviously if he wins the first set, his odds goes up, but he's, you know, he gets better when it goes to three. So I don't know if that matters. Yeah, exactly. It, well, and it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, make the case that oh wow these young guys are really starting to come into their own it doesn't even if it goes three it still doesn't lend itself to that although i mean you know so seats of pass teach pass um made it to the finals beating um dominic team which that's a fellow next jenner right um he beat Djokovic, who's you know, not a next gener. Uh, he's supposed to be one of the big four, uh, and theoretically, obviously, back. Um, and then Zverev, he beat, who's also a next gener. So, to me, outside of Djokovic, anybody he beat, it's like, okay, well, they're all contemporaries, and that's what they're right. they're doing. They're beating each other, playing each other, and what have you. But hey, he beat one of the big four. What do well, you think? Is it legit? Do you think? Yeah, I think it kind of reminds me of. Shapovalov last year, remember he beat Nadal in the same tournament last year, and ever since then we've been talking about him as kind of a big up-and-comer, and I think Tsitsipas, Tsitsipas same thing. just needs to take somebody's eye out, and he'll be right <laughs> there. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at Nadal's scores here, and it was 2-6-6-4-6-4 in the quarters, 7-6-6-4 in the f- semis, and 6-2-7-6 in the final, and it sounds like those are all great matches, But it, and the Chilich match I did watch, that was that was a pretty good match. But again, I just watched well, it all, who, and I don't have doubt that he's going to lose. Right. Well, who did he play, though? See, that's the difference. Until Tsitsipas, he played Chilich, who's, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, I, the the semifinal match was six and four with uh, Karen. Right. Um, who hasn't probably, that's probably his first, in fact, I'm sure it's his first master semifinal. Yeah. Um, and so he, he made a good showing. But but beyond that, I mean, Nadal had a tough one against Chilich. Well, it's Chilich. Right. 
Uh, he also had a, t- a tough one against somebody who I guess is getting back now, uh, starting to you know get Finally. hopefully uh, get his his life back together and uh, Warinka, and that was five and four, so that was yeah. a tight one. And he's actually was up a break, I think. Um, I can't remember, but I remember him being up a break. Um, and then, of course, his toughest match of all, <laughs> Benoit Pair. Your prediction. There goes my – all right, so that's over. So much for that. That was over. We'll um, pick, well, don't worry. We'll be talking the same thing the yeah. French next year. We'll pick two new names. Yeah. So, But, no, I mean, that's a, that's what we like about the Masters. I mean, that's a tough draw no, but those are the only the semis. Those, but his path doesn't – didn't give us an opportunity to see. I guess Ketchinov, Karen, yeah, Karen, um, Ketchinov, Ketchashanov. <laughs> um, you know, he's a new, uh, an up and comer guy. So, right. but you know, it wasn't the path was all these old dudes that have competed well with Nadal, not as many right. young guys. When so. I have a friend who always says, "Why do you guys always talk about who wins?" and to me. I don't care if let's say Nadal plays some 16 year old and he went and Nadal wins seven, six, six, seven, seven, six to me, he still won. And I get that the guy pushed him and at 16, he's amazing and all that. But to me, it's winning is where you're proving something. All right. No, no, no. All right. So, right. Fair question. And, and I'll give you maybe a little bit of credit uh, <laughs> for your response, but here's where I think it does matter. It doesn't matter in regards to what we bitch about most of, most of the time on this podcast, and that's the the lack of you know depth of anybody, the gap between the big four and right. everybody else. But the problem is the the quote unquote everybody else has quote unquote arrived. Yeah. So when we think about Zverev, he's not an up and comer. He's he's sort of arrived, right. so to speak. Um, and some of these other guys have, but to me, Tsitsipas hasn't yet. Yeah, he hasn't oh, had that buzz. That. So for him to have a close second set does well. It, it'll probably break my heart, <laughs> but it does lend itself to you thinking, oh, okay, so he's pushing Nadal, who won the tournament, and this is sort of maybe his early coming out party, so to speak, or not. I mean, you know, we know about him. I don't know. Yeah, but he's certainly not as very ever a team who right. are have already passed this point in their career or Jack Sock. Well, no, Jack Sock. Hey, the legend, the man, the legend. <laughs> but no, I and I'm always. You see what I mean? So yeah. So, so a guy like Seats Pass pushing him, you know, in a, in at least one of the sets and kind of recovering because usually it's the other one. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's more it's impressive that it's the second set. Seven actually. five, and he, he he gets broken, you know, five all. Right. And the doll wins, and then rolls Six, in the second. Two. So so in that regard, I think it is worth talking about uh, the loser because <laughs> he's not. He's not past that point where it's like, okay, we're expecting something now. Right. Not yet. But so I feel like we've He'll had, let us down, though. Don't worry. Well, I was going to say, that's what I mean. I feel like we've had a lot of guys who, like Team played it all two years ago on clay and like really pushed him and and probably beat him on clay that year. And it was like, oh, this is going to be the guy. And then two years later, nothing's changed. Right. But if it's a guy that's getting his ass kicked my Nadal, there is no hope. Right. So at least a guy like Cesar Pass, who's but, sort of new-ish yeah it's okay i don't put it this way i don't mind having a little hope that yeah that gives me something to look forward to in the men's game besides the big four just rolling well and they can't we say this been saying this for five years but they can't win forever so there has to be somebody who eventually when well, here's what's supplants gonna, them here's what's going to piss me off is that 
these young guys will finally start beating them when they are out to pasture. Right. When they're and, and they're, oh everybody see we told you these young guys shut up right. they're forty five years old <laughs> okay these eighteen year olds are beating forty five year olds it doesn't mean all of a sudden this next group is good it means that the old group is old well is there any player right now that's under twenty five yep that you would take to win a three out of five set match against Nadal or Federer oh like as it well no because they're so young and, yeah. and like we've always said the average age has has shifted north well that's what i mean so it's but this but this but it doesn't kid, mean they can't yeah i see what you're saying but this uh canadian kid felix auger yeah. alicime or whatever yeah it was French a, canadian it was man, a really whatever. complicated name um but he looked he he looked really good man i was really impressed with that young fella i actually heard about him last year well, from a guy wow, aren't you amazing? Uh, Good thing you know who keeps up with these up and comers, and he told you. me watch out for this guy. Maybe I have that guy on the podcast. <laughs> you. Um, um, he doesn't have my sparkling personality. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, that was that that was sort of one of those one of those things that again, part of it is I just want to see up and coming players who can take whose spot, right? Because I, I I find myself a lot less rooting for people. Like I'm not a fan per se of anybody. I just want to see quality tennis, competitive tennis. And not foregone conclusions. And See, so I always say that about football, and you get on to me. What do you mean? For not having like a, one team I'm a fan of. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's different. These are people. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, I, well, your city has a football team. Yes, they do. Well, your what city I talked doesn't about, have a, not in well, the last 25 years. Yeah. Um, what I did talk, what we did talk about, remember we talked about the what makes a slam so great. And I think we had some of that in this tournament with you, the local. You know, guys doing well in the beginning. There were several Canadians in the third, fourth round, which was kind of cool. And then, uh, you know, we had the young up-and-comers, which you talked about, so that was made it exciting. So I think we had a lot of the things that make a tournament really good. And then yeah. we had the young versus old, which we like also. Some. Yeah. Some. I mean, but then you have the... And again, if this happened every now and again, it'd be one thing, but this happens all the time. And I'm going to use this young fellow's name, both specifically him, but also to illustrate the general point of what we're talking about is, I mean, Dimitrov beats Verdasco, he beats TFO, and then he loses two and two to Anderson. He should have lost to Verdasco too, by the way. Yeah, I agree. And they're and they're they're the four and five seed, and Anderson beats them two and two. And yeah. it's like the, I'd like to see how many matches Dimitrov has lost this year, winning less than six games. <laughs> it seems like every time he loses, it's like that. Right, and I. I but honestly, it's not just him. I can't, you know. There's a handful of guys that should be the next whatever, right? And they end up doing that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, what's going to be the new peak age in tennis? Like 28, 29? Oh when God. you win your first slam, that's what's going to. That's well, what I don't understand. Here's my prediction: is all of these guys, Zverev types, and teams, and you know, whatever. And I guess Dimitrov's a smidge older. I think there's going to be a group of guys that comes behind them and passes them. I think so too. They're going to pass them, right? And then what? Well, Zverev's still 20 years. So he could still be in that group. And he could still get passed, too. Right. But even even if it's contemporaries. Yeah. But a guy like this Felix Sager, I'm just going to call him Felix <laughs> from Canada. Um, you know, I I just see that happening because they, they're just, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Well, I think if you look historically in tennis that you're right. Somebody, for somebody to be great, they have to win one, you know, before age 21, 22 almost every time if you were to list all the greats they've all won one like even Djokovic won one early and then didn't win one for two three years but at least he had and that one kind of got his like yeah and I don't know I don't I try I try to be it's easy 
but I try to be careful and not get hung up on just I know grand slams. But at the same time, if all of these you know five hundreds are no good, nobody's in them, and all the top four, you know, the big four, are injured all the time and not right. playing half of these tournaments, I guess the only sort of thing you have to look towards these days is grand slams. I mean, they show you know like Connors, and, you know, the total tournament wins right and who gives a shit because yeah. nobody cares i do but nobody cares and i already told you the greatest <laughs> tennis player in the history of the game is serena williams john McEnroe, <laughs> double singles yeah we're talking about men's tennis right, right. now. You, you knew that right yes okay <laughs> oh my god um i yelled at the t- never mind i don't know there was a tweet andy murray sent out another, another woke, see he I sent out another didn't even know that no reference to him he sent out another woke tweet that just i was just like oh you jackass <laughs> shut up stupid but no let, let me ask this let's say zverev finishes his career he gets to number one at some point so let me ask you this if you're talking to lebron james who just broke the all-time <laughs> scoring record and you say wow that was the most you know the highest field goal percentage of any player you know, basketball Except for player. Lisa Leslie. And then somebody <laughs> said, well, what about Lisa Leslie? <laughs> is Lisa Leslie in the WNBA? I mean, in the NBA or is LeBron in the WNBA? Right. No, I'm interviewing an NBA player. I'm talking to an NBA player about the NBA. Which would be worse, him asking that or asking about someone in like the German league? Because <laughs> that's basically the same thing. You're asking about someone who's not in the same exactly. league. Exactly. Does it the matter? Thing. Pick one. Pick one. So if you can't let me compare Serena winning against some guy right. who's two different sports, or two, but yet all the stats are the same sport. Right. They're not the same sport. They're different sports. Yeah. They're different. That pisses me off. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It just, Twitter. Twitter ruins my day <laughs> sometimes. What but, were you saying? Sorry. So if Zverev finishes his career, gets to number one, however long, let's say two weeks or whatever, and gets and wins 10 masters tournaments but no slams does he get in the hall of fame or should he get in the hall of fame man that silence was on purpose that's <laughs> called the radio uh you know craft tease no no um <laughs> it's called dead air because <laughs> marcella rios ain't getting in the hall of fame and he was number one for like a week i don't know how many they masters. were like yeah there were a whole bunch of guys that were i don't know how many one. masters he won if any but Whatever they were called back then. Yeah. Um, what were they called? Well, they've, uh, they've I can't changed names a million yeah. times. Um, yeah. I, they were, I, they were called it, something 1,000 at one all point. All right, so Dan Marino is a Hall of Famer. Right. And one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback ever. Yeah. Not one Super Bowl to his name. Right. However, that's a team game, so that's a dumb comparison. Because <laughs> you need 22 guys, you, you know. Compared with someone in the German league. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it's I, tough. I think, yes. I think you have to have success in a Grand Slam. Well, and there's also no one else in that era that's won a slam either. So. That's the other shot. Of that. <laughs> he, could still be the, he could still be the best of well, anybody I, in that age group. Listen, somebody, you're right. So, who, whichever one of the big four, Hank, that's why Djokovic just needs to stop playing now. <laughs> well, although he won without whatever, but just let. Nadal and uh, no, you know what? He needs to keep playing to stop them from getting more. Yeah, kind of balance it out. But he's waiting on them to retire so he can pop. That's just what I'm six saying. Easy as, ones. As soon as they retire, he's going to pass them both. Right, and they're going to be tied. Yeah, they're, you're going to three people tied at 27. <laughs> Wait, four Serena. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And how blessed we are again to have the four greatest players ever. <laughs> it's like in the same decade. Unbelievable. Um, and they were so great that no one else could win one. <laughs> um, Even when three of them were out, <laughs> the one that was around still won. Right, no matter oh, what. Oh, the level is incredible. <laughs> this is so stupid. But yeah, so that's so what stupid. I mean. He, I don't I don't think you have to win all the slams or a lot of them, but I think to me it's just winning that one to prove you were the best for a two-week period, which well, so far none of these guys have done. And that's the thing is that we just, we just talked about how the Rogers Cup, men and women, everybody cared. All the big players were there, the fans, the whole thing. It's a big deal. The points are big. Well, double that for the Grand Slams. And right. So, yeah, I think that for that reason, and plus, again, the more amount of matches you have to play, et cetera, and, and more sets if you're on the men's side. Yeah, and longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what? But. When Tsitsipas what ends up making the final one, of a slam. How about one, he wins one, but never makes it past the third round, <laughs> except for that one that he wins. Because right. you're talking about Roddick, who was in a bunch of finals, right. and, and knocking on the door, and all, you know, whatever. He got one, but he was such a threat in all the other ones, and, you know, could have been... Just, when you, you mentioned LeBron, that's what's funny. They never, with any other player, talk about finals appearances except with LeBron. Like, you don't ever hear anybody in any sport say, well, he made the finals this many times. Oh, right, right, but right. But because it's LeBron, it's like compared to Jordan and say, well, he made this many finals. Well, since when is that a meaningful stat? That's never been a meaningful right, stat in any argument. Carl Malone made the finals, but nobody talks about no. the fact that and he... And Barkley was in the finals however Bar- many times. Yeah. Uh, and Marino was in the Super Bowl twice. Nobody talks about once. that. They just talk about him not... Was it just once? Once. I thought it was once later in his career. Yeah. Oh, well, see... No. So I don't even know. That tells you they don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, nobody ever says that unless they need it for the argument. So even, but Zverev right. has not even been close. I mean, that's the thing with him. If he make, wins ten Masters and doesn't even make a Grand Slam semi, so that's what I'm saying. If he wins one but can't get into the second week, right? Then that that tempers it a bit. Because to me, you won the Slam. That's part of history. Right. You don't need to also be in the Hall of Fame because you did one thing only. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, getting if, if he maintained a number one ranking, you know, a la Halep. Right. Who, you know. Wozniacki, was, both of them. But it, but uh, that would be very difficult to do if he's never making it past the third right. round, fourth round of a well, Grand Slam. I don't know if you remember a few a couple months ago, I said he was going to finish the year number one, and he hasn't made any points when gotten any you, points in slams what year end was that supposed to be <laughs> this year i didn't specify i left it open-ended for any year was that supposed to be 2018 or? <laughs> well i think he's still like number three someone even asked me how is he the number three seed in the tournament i said because tennis sucks that's why i'm telling you he's number it, three and he's not made the quarters of a slam instead of answering that question just download our podcast onto their phone <laughs> um no, so we had some good stuff. You know, again, Chilich back doing his thing, which is good. He adds depth to the whole men's thing. Wadarinka, again, him and Chilich and Delpo kind of being that next four, right. you know, from the big four. And Anderson, too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 for sure. Is, um, Isner, I guess, flamed out early. I never saw. Who? <laughs> I never saw any of his matches. No, I think he was down at Bass Pro Shop buying a boat or something, <laughs> putting a Trump sticker on a boat. But, um, yeah, he didn't. That, he was about the only one that we've seen a lot of this summer that was kind of MIA. Well, he lost, he lost a catch off, so. Yeah. Who, you know, made it deep. And Tiafo, you know, had a pretty good week. 
Yeah, lost a tough one to meet to Dimitrov, but beat Raonic. Yeah, which surprised and, me. Well, no, listen. I'm I, first of all, TFO is a young and up and comer, so we're waiting for him to do big things and right. beating the big guy. You know, that's good. But I always get tired of hearing about the American up and comers when you can clearly see these other guys are much better from other countries. Oh yeah, but we don't hear about them. Yeah. Yeah, Tsitsipas, I don't think we had heard of him at all until three months ago. Yeah, We've heard is, about Tiafo for three years. Who is France's Jack Sock? <laughs> right. Oh, oh, wait, all of them. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> up yours, France. <laughs> yeah, they actually haven't I haven't heard of many French players at all lately. Well, it's funny because they had a huge stable of guys that were just all super talented and somebody's going to win. None of all them. won zero. None of them. Yeah. I don't even know if any of them were in finals except for Songo. Yeah, I don't think so. Gasquet, Monfi, Simone, none of them Yeah, ever did. Mm-mm. Maybe Jill Simone. I don't know. Probably not. Not a final, but they all made it to semis, I think. But yeah, it's... But yeah, you never hear about these guys until they do really well. Like, they have to do really well, like make a final or, you know, get in the top 20, and then all of a sudden you start hearing about them. For the Americans, we hear about them when they're in the 80s or 90s. One we're here. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. But, but I mean, it just, I hate the way they hype fall, it up. It's a false sense of hope. Yeah, because you think they're going to be good. It's like Taylor Fritz. He's been kind of the same for the last two years. Yeah. So. Well, the only know. guy, the only up-and-coming American guy that I even am cheering for is Mitchell Kruger. And that's because his dad does matches for our school. <laughs> he's official for some of our matches. Yeah, and he's yeah he's local to us too. Obviously, he's a great guy. I don't know about the kid, but the dad's a great guy. Okay, um, and you know he's moving on up. He's inside the top or near the top two hundred somewhere. Yeah. So that's something. But yeah, but that Canadian kid, man, watch that kid, Felix. Yeah, Felix the cat. Well, and Rublev has also been. I mean, more or less more so last week, obviously. But he's he's still, I think, got a lot. He could still improve a lot. Oh, yeah, upside for sure, for sure. But like I said, I mean, none of it, some of it gives me hope, but then some of it doesn't when they end up, you know, losing in a horrific fashion to a big four. Yeah. You're like, well, shit, what does it really mean? Nothing. I'll I know, you. and that's what I think. I, I, if Nadal loses that tournament, we're talking just a whole different thing. I mean, talking about two weeks in a row, this guy's in the finals, It's you know, that's a big deal going into a slam. Well, listen, uh, he beat a bunch of guys, not a bunch, but he beat some guys along the way. So that's what gives you hope. He pushed Nadal in the second set after right. losing an easy first set. And you can give him some, you know, slack. Hey, I'm in a final. This is a big deal for me. I'm playing against, you know, one of the four greatest ever to play at this era right this moment. It's amazing. Uh, unless he listens to the podcast and he <laughs> knows he and his whole generation are shit. But you got some hope. You got some hope. So hope, hopefully he carries that through. My prediction the next time he plays Nadal is Nadal wins 6-2-6-2. Wow. Or worse. Wow. Because <laughs> that happens. That's what happens that every happens time. That happens to everybody, but it hasn't happened to him yet. Right. Like, he's building still. But what do you think the reason behind that is? They suck. They're <laughs> mentally weak. They're mentally But how can you not have weak. confidence from the previous time? Because it's you still have to get out there and hit balls. Or is it they go and scout, and now they know how they play, so they're just so much better they can adjust Oh, you mean why does it look good now and doesn't look good? Yeah, like why the second time do they get blown out every time? Is it they those guys go and make adjustments like team? Well, once you don't beat a guy, that's it. It doesn't matter what the score. It's it's listen. It's difficult to take a uh, uh, I don't care how good it was. I mean, the first set was still six two for God's sake. Right. So 
It's still not. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like team beating Nadal before the French in altitude at altitude. Yeah, but then Nadal just destroyed him the next week or two later, and yeah. that happened last year too. Yeah. But I'm like, how? I just don't understand how that happens. Because you poked the bear, you pissed him off, and that's so, what I'm wondering. So yeah. they go, they go in the first time. They're like, oh, whatever. This guy's probably not gonna. I probably got this wrapped up, and then the sec- then you really f- are focused the next time. Well, I, why isn't the challenger really focused the next time? Because I guess he was well, already prob- focused the first time. Well, probably because that was his pinnacle moment, and right. then it didn't go so well. He's like, <laughs> "Well, that was that. Now, I couldn't beat him then. How the hell am I ever going to beat him?" So I'll be more encouraged when I see somebody play play Nadal or Federer two, three times in a row, and each time they play, they get better. Yeah, to me, that's going to say something. Yeah, when they're all seventy, I guess that's going to happen. <laughs> Good lord. So, well, I'll tell you who doesn't need to get better and better and better because they're already awesome. That's the women. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about the ladies' tournament when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. Ladies, all the ladies. <laughs> Wasn't the first segment supposed to be of the ladies' tournament? <laughs> it I, always seems to happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I would say save the best for last. I there mean, we go. I didn't. I don't know that we really. We never prep. So how would you really know what we were going <laughs> to do first? To be honest with you. Um, no, I thought we. That's how I introduced the topic was. Women's tennis is so much better. Oh, no, no, no. That was all about your ladies' oh, well, league team. That, that was all that was about. Okay. So I didn't want to get Sloan Stevens and Hollop mixed up with, you know, the fans. <laughs> and, with, you know. It would have been hard for them to figure out which court was which hey. they came to watch. So uh, still in Canada, still the Rogers Cup, but split cities, which I think is genius. I do too. Somebody, uh, actually, know a Canadian woman. She complained about it. I said, I think I'd like that. Well, maybe if you're Canadian, and you're up there and you're trying to go watch it. It's like, eh, I don't want to drive a couple hours. Yeah, but if you live there, then you got every other year you get to see both. Right, but if they're if if it's like visiting or something. No, but if you're if they both play at the same time in the same venue, then you see them all. True. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I just think you get more exposure this way. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. Like if they did a Dallas and Houston thing, I think that'd be great. Alternating back and forth, and one year you go watch the women, one year you go watch the men. But I don't know. Holy hell! Yeah, it's a uh, five and a half hours between Montreal and uh, <laughs> Toronto. So I guess uh, that sucks. That's a long way. Oh well. So much for going to see both. So yeah, I mean you're just shut out. It's, it's you have a chance to have a mini Grand Slam and you don't. That would be another, by the way, another easy way to figure out which event brings in more money because you have it consecutive years exactly what i was thinking <laughs> why no, no no while i was watching it because the women's final was on one channel i think tennis channel and then the men's Sexist. and then the men's doubles finals was on at the same time so they could be offset right so then when you know the women finished the kind of the doubles finished about the same time and then the men came on for their final and i thought Huh, I wonder if they put the men's final on the tennis channel and the women's final on ESPN2 at the same time. First of all, in America anyway, 
I think the amount of households that has ESPN2 versus have Tennis Channel, I think ESPN2 is way higher. I'm sure. And so, ESPN is way, way, way higher. Well, yeah, ESPN1. Like ESPN2 even. But they're not going to put tennis on ESPN1. <laughs> Come on. Nobody gives Maybe a shit. Maybe if it's Federer at all or Maybe something. Maybe not. It's, or sure, Povis Arena. It's still, still tennis in America. <laughs> so I was thinking, why wouldn't they put the men on the worst channel, women on the better channel, on the at the exact same time, and then see who has the better ratings. Yeah. And if the men still un- end up with the better ratings, I'm finished with equal prize money. It's <laughs> over. Yeah. No, you don't think they'd ever well, do that? No, but that also obviously has a lot to do with who's in the finals. Uh, well, listen, first of all, with all the banged up players and the injuries in, uh, in the men's side, it, it's hard to count on the four that that draw the fans. I mean, right. it's that simple. Whereas on the women's side, I think, it, I think there's... A, much more depth, so you can sort of count on. I think the minimum ratings for either final. I think you can count on a higher minimum on the right. women, because if you ended up with somehow, if you ended up with like Dominic Team and Zizapas, right? I think they're going to drop quite a bit. Yeah, the ratings. Whereas on the women's side, you know, you can end up with a multitude of combinations. Right. And it would now, now granted, you have Serena. Who is American, to be fair, so and greatest ever and all that. Um, and so that skews it a little bit if she's in it. But beyond that, I think the minimum, the baseline, I think would be higher on any unnamed women's final. But yeah, if they just went back for the last 10 years and just said, okay, these are the five years we had the men's event. These are the five years we had the women's event at this venue. Here's how much we brought in. And then TV ratings, obviously easy. But... I mean, the TV ratings is hard because, like you said, it would have to be at the same time. That's the only get a true barometer. Yeah, I mean, the men's matches at one p.m. and the women's matches at six p.m. Well, there's more, I'm sure more people watching TV at six than at one. When you don't, I mean, I guess the the American way to do it would be, and again, that's a Canadian tournament. I get it. Um, but the American way to do it would be with the TV deals because you know companies are deciding on how much to spend in advertising for that event. So then the channel that the event's on is charging a certain amount and can pay for that event. You know, so capitalism, free market. The problem is, is even with that, I think the popularity is, there's a latency issue to use some, you know, IT terminology. You know, corporations are looking at, oh, Federer and Adal, whatever. Oh, but, you know, they don't even think, oh, they're all injured and broke down. You know, so it's it's just not an exact science for sure. Well, and I would be curious, and this is probably pretty easy to look up, but WTA, you know, we don't do any research. WTA TV. We'll <laughs> see how soon that gets canceled, then we'll see. Well, I was going to say, like, for the now that in the U.S. Open, they do those two or three nights in the tournament now, they do the men's match first and the women's match second. I'd be curious how those ratings are compared to when they do it the traditional way. Vice versa, yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen... It, we're assholes for just bringing it up. All right, <laughs> we're sexist pigs for bringing it up. We're part of the patriarchy. Well, I don't even care about the equal. Pro- I just want to know. I just want to know which is watched more. Well, I well, it, oh god, how do we get here? this? Is our this is our women segment here? <laughs> god, we suck. And we said we said the tournament. Do was they better. deserve us to talk about them? That's the question. <laughs> so Hollow was a one seed, makes it through to the finals. And uh, and beat Sloane Stevens, uh, who was a three seed, in 
what I would describe as a, a spectacular match. Not spectacular. That's a little high. <laughs> spectacular it, first set? Well, listen, here's a spectacular match. Is like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say a men's match. Better erotic. A better erotic? Yeah. Or even um, like, uh, let me think, like the Agassi you know um Fetter my favorite of all time USOP yeah oh, I, mean, I thought you were gonna go Agassi Sampras what did I say Agassi Federer yeah that's what I meant <laughs> Sampras yeah 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 Agassi Sampras where it's like you know seven six six seven that seven, was the best where the it was high quality from start to finish so in this match it wasn't high quality from start to finish 100 percent but it was a high pretty high level Mm, 94%. <laughs> yeah. So and I would you, assume that 6% is Sloan getting erratic? No, both. Oh, yeah? Both, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the first set, first of all, if you're watching tennis and you're lo- watching a men's match and you're judging the quality based on break percentage, perfect. You should be. If you factor in breaks on the women's, then you're a dumbass. <laughs> Especially when what both women are under 5'5". Five five. Right. And I don't even know how tall Sloan is, but she seems rather slight to me. And Holop is is 4'11". I don't know. I made that up. But she's small. <laughs> Guess what? They don't... Because this game is exactly the same as the men's, that means the height of the net is exactly the same, uh, and the dimensions of the court are the same for some reason. So if you're 5'2", Guess what? You're not dropping bombs on the serve, and these girls can hit ground strokes. So, of course, you're attacking second serves. There was a stat in the first set, which was 7-6, by the way, and it was a battle, and you'd get a break and down a break and up a break, and Cahill came out and yelled at his girl, and Sloan's coach came out, I forget his name, and yelled at his girl, and and then they got their lives back together at various points in time. But guess what? They were both... Under 20%, I think, on second serve points one. They were under. So <laughs> that's pretty bad. Literally, uh, at one point, um, Holub was 13% of her second serves. <laughs> but they're also both known for their ground strokes. And, and by the way, Holub is 5'6 and Stevens is 5'7. Son of a Supposedly. bitch. Well, that usually means they're about sh- two to three inches shorter than at what that says. At least we'll give it that. But anyway, my point being is they're not tall. You know, and just the geometry of the court based on their height, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's self-evident. Now, but does Stevens, can Stevens ever beat Halep when she loses the first set? Here's what's funny. As I was watching that match, Chrissy Everett was talking about that and the, the fact that how much harder it was going to be to beat Halep because Sloan looked fatigued. Well, especially when he loses a set that long. 7-6, a lot of long rallies. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and you want to have women's three out of five? Are you <laughs> shitting me? Are you shitting me? <laughs> so the number three seed and a, a, a perennial top five player in the world right now is, Grand strug- Slam champion. Grand Slam is struggling after one seven six long points, albeit one tie break set. And she's struggling, and you're wondering if she can really finish this match strong. And it couldn't have been super hot weather because it's Canada. And I'm like, and you want three out of five. Do you understand what kind of shit show a three out of five set would be? <laughs> and I got news for you. You remember the final with, uh, with um, what's her name, Halep and um, Wozniacki? Yeah. 
No, was it what? No, no, the semis with Kerber before that. Actually, oh, okay. that was even more knockdown dragout. Right. They looked like they were dying at the end of that three yeah. set match. Oh yeah. And it was still one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. But guess what? If that had to go <laughs> two more sets, right? They would they they would have been serving underhand. So enough of the three out of five nonsense for women. And if I'm sexist, so be it. But well, and they don't even uh, mo- uh, there's a growing percentage of people that don't even want men to play three out of five anymore. So sure. I don't think they're ever going to move. But they're going back the other way. Like, but like Davenport and some of these other ones are arguing about well, they'll solve the yeah, prize Venus money. Too. If he, like, give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. It would be an absolute disaster. Ratings would drop. They'd be. You know, up so high for the first set, and halfway through the second, they just fall apart because it goes. You know, if they split <laughs> sets, and it's like in the fourth. Oh, what a disaster! But I've never liked that argument. I've had guys talk to me about this, and they've said, not to throw them under the bus, but they've said, "Well, I don't understand why women get the same when guys have to play, you know, two hours longer." But I'm like, you don't get paid extra money when you go to extra innings in a baseball game or overtime in a football right. game. So what? I don't understand. To me, that argument doesn't yeah. really matter. Well, but if 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 um. If the WNBA played two quarters of 10 minutes and the NBA played four quarters of 10 minutes, I mean, it's built in. That's not overtime. Right. So on the men's side, it's bi- I mean, the structure is five sets. Baseball is not designed to go 11 innings. Yeah. But I would still say, I wouldn't, I would say which thing brought in more money. I don't pay more when I go to watch a right. three hour movie versus a two hour movie. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's what I don't understand. Why that's always the default argument uh, to me. That because there is matter. no other argument. Um, that doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad. I mean, <laughs> that that's sort of the mathematical argument that you can kind of rely on. But because like if Federer wins six oh six oh six oh, he doesn't deserve to get paid as much as someone who wins seven six seven six seven six. There you go. There you go. But you know, I, again, I I would say, and I don't know, you know, what the market is in Montreal versus Toronto. So it's really hard to compare these two. Yeah, you know, but again, I just fall back on my American free market, you know, principles. And hey, whoever's generating the most income gets paid more. This I was mean, an equal prize money tournament, wasn't it? I guess I don't know. They're Shit. both they're both the same level. So the if women they can be the same level. The women total financial commitment two point eight two, two point eight two. The men. Oh God! Seventeen, <laughs> five point nine three. Holy hell! Uh-oh. Holy hell! Uh, what did you just do right hell. here? How have we not heard this before? Canada, oh Canada! What are you doing, Canada? I thought you were a bastion of, um, you know, progressive principles. Is it not? It's got to be a half. It's got to be a high level women's tournament, right? Isn't that a tier one? I don't know, man. It's a premier event. I don't even know what that means. Obviously, it means two million. They were all in there. Holy hell! That's that's we're in trouble. (laughs) We're in trouble. There's somebody. Finally, somebody's listening to you. Shit. I mean, I didn't mean for that to go down that way, but listen, the truth is the truth. And by the way, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh god, it gets worse. Oh god. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati, yeah, they're in the same city. They're in the same venue. Oh my god, <laughs> the the men is six point three. Oh god, I'm gonna quit this podcast. Women two point eight. <laughs> wow, what are we doing? What are we doing, Billy Jean? 
<laughs> Come on, get down there. Oh, you're too busy. You're too busy watching the championship of World Team Tennis. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so I don't know what that is. Both men's tournaments are 1,000s because they need to have 1,000s back-to-back. That makes complete sense. What a bunch of jackasses. Oh, my God. Anyway, so apparently the best product doesn't matter because... What I'm reading, so there was a... This was an article from a couple years ago, but it's gotten... sounds like it got worse at this time. This was 2014. It was 2.44 million for the women and 3.77 for the men. (laughs) So they've actually... It's made it worse, but but the, the... WTA chairman at the time said the prize money isn't equal because international sponsorships aren't equal. The men get more international television, so they generate more revenue. Now that now people would tell you that that's because we live in a patriarchal system, and companies are just as sexist as individuals. <laughs> yeah, that's all they really care about. Well, here's the bottom line. Here's where we get into trouble: is people conflate the two leagues. And they're not the same. They're not together. They're totally separate leagues. They happen to both play on tennis courts in tennis stadiums. And, you know, there's not that many around. So there you go. So if you got rid of the men all together, like totally separate venue, like we played on the, I say we because I'm a man, we played on the other side of the world for the men and the women played on the opposite side of the world and did their own thing. None of the tournaments. Matter of fact, Nobody that runs a tournament except the Grand Slams could run the other gender. Right. It all had to be separate. Right. Who do you think is going to make more money? The men. Oh, That's yeah. the answer. <laughs> Why? Why? Is it because of the patriarchy? No, it's because Serena Williams couldn't win a Division One national championship in singles. Right. Damn it. <laughs> the best tennis is the best tennis is the best tennis is the best tennis, and people want to see the best tennis. So who are you as a fan who are you the farthest away from beating or furthest? I still don't know the difference between farthest and furthest. <laughs> Who are you least, you know, the most far away, there you go, from beating? <laughs> Serena or Roger? Better. There you go. Not even close. It, that's the best tennis on the planet. Doesn't mean it's the best entertainment value. Doesn't mean it's the most competitive. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that's the best player in the world. Right. Serena's the best women's player in the world. Well, and I was just reading another article that came up and it was Nadal said something similar to what we're saying in June and he got a bunch of backlash and your buddy, your one of your uh, contemporaries, Ben Rothenberg said it was disappointing but not surprising that he would say that. <laughs> so I guess he's not in our camp. So the the truth is bad. Is what you're saying? <laughs> and so he the said, tr- and his his number one reason for why men should get paid more is that more people want to watch them. That's all he said. He didn't say because we're better. He didn't say because we play longer. He said, I say more because people want to watch us play. I say be, that's why more people well, want to watch yeah. them play. Now, I, hmm. You have to have extenuating circumstances for that not to be the case. In other words, if you are maybe, oh, I don't know, say, in the weakest era in the history of men's <laughs> tennis, then maybe you you want to watch women more. Right. And maybe that prize money would edge up a bit. But the bottom line is the person that could beat every human being on the planet in tennis is a male. The number one women's player in the world can beat every woman in the world. Right. And maybe some men. I'm talking about on the pro tour. Obviously, <laughs> I couldn't beat anybody. But... 
and that's it. It doesn't mean they have a worse product. Doesn't mean they don't work as hard. Doesn't mean right. they're not as valuable. Doesn't mean blah 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 blah. blah. But you can't make money out of nothing. If nobody comes to see something, then they'd be paying no one. Well, let me ask this. Let's say Please that, get me off, a, off the I hook. I know. I'm like, why are we talking about this? But again, but the U.S. Open, let's say that they make now a billion dollars having men's and women's. Ooh-wee. And let's say they ran a men's only event for two weeks and then a women's only event for two weeks. And let's say when they do the women's, they make, you know, 400 million. And when they do the women's, they make 300 million. Well, they both made less because the events weren't combined. So that's what they always say is that the reason the both events make more is because they're combined. Well, yeah, but if you and I play doubles together, I'm bringing eighty percent of the win- winning <laughs> points. You're bringing twenty, and, and another ten is luck. Right. I mean, ten, and then ten <laughs> is luck. So, but we win. But I couldn't yeah. play doubles without you. But. Does that mean I couldn't just get any idiot off the court to play with me? Probably, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> well, what I mean is they're making more by having the women and the men be combined, right? But they're not making. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're still making more money, but not as much as what you should be making. Right, right. Well, so that's the problem. Is if they if they just decided next year, okay, we're going to pay the women twenty five percent or fifty percent of what the men make, so the why, women might say we're not playing. So how come? And then everybody loses. How come mixed doubles doesn't get equal prize money to men's and women's doubles? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Are you, m- m- I don't even know what to call it, mixed gender phobic? Or I wonder, I'm assuming. because no one I'm gives sure a sh- girls and boys No one gives a shit about mixed doubles. That's why. And then doubles is next. When somebody said, why aren't the ticket prices the same for men's singles and women's singles? You know, they still get as much as they can from each event. Right. Listen, yes, I do think we're stronger together. That was that was a Hillary Clinton <laughs> bit, uh, line. Um, yeah, of course, I think when you have, when a venue can handle it, and it's not a shit show, when a venue can handle having both genders at the same time in the same place, I do think there is value added to that event by having both, for sure. Absolutely. But, again... That's the reverse argument to we play three out of five, we should get paid more. Right. It's like, yeah, you do bring additional value because it's together, but that quote unquote togetherness means that's an equal partnership. Both of you have to be together. That's equal. Well, and to me, an easy solution is just say that the total prize money to start with is 10 million each. 10 million for the women's, 10 million for the men's. And then we're going to do, you know, attendance. Or TV ratings or whatever. Just make it, you know, bonus, percentage. Like a bonus structure. Yeah. And like you said, there may be a year where, you know, it's Serena and Sharapova in the final and it's, you know, Chilich and Nishikori in the final and more people care about the women's. Well, you, all right, first of all, yeah, you can't, the problem is because it's an international game, you can't, there's so many moving parts to all the it would TV take, deals. It would take months before they all, knew how much to pay them. All the sponsorship deals at all the individual events. I mean, here the only way to do it is completely separate them except for the Grand Slams, which have equal prize money right now. Right. Done. Get off my back. <laughs> now, you still have the issue with the scheduling and, you know, women getting put, you know, relegated to shittier courts when, you know, whatever, all that. Yes, that is a problem. Um, and that's, and that's the, the weak-ass argument women have to why they don't have as good ratings. Yeah. And again, what's – tell me – what the counter argument would be against the fact that the actual best tennis player, 
the tennis player that could beat every all seven billion people not at once all seven <laughs> billion people on the planet the, the the one tennis player that could beat every single human on the planet is that a man or a woman a man it's obviously. a man tell me the counter argument to that who is the best you can't figure skater of all time <laughs> They're going to bring up some obscure sport that women dominate, like okay. gymnastics or figure skating. Then pay them more. Yeah, pay them more. And that's. But are they? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know you don't. Brian Boitano. <laughs> um, that's all I got. That's all I got. That's one more than I would have gotten. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, so I'm a sexist pig. I can't help it. I'm really not. I'm really not. And again, like we mentioned, guess what? The women's tennis right now is way more compelling. Way but, more compelling. But is there any other sport that's even linked linked it's by not. gender? It's not because it's like I mean I don't even think there's any other sport that has the events combined. I don't, listen, I'm all about America, America. So when the women's soccer team wins World Cup, I'm gleeful. But you cannot tell me the level of soccer, and I'm no expert. By all means, I'm no expert in soccer or tennis, but in soccer, but. I even I can tell that the level is dramatically better, and maybe dramatically is a strong word, but it's just better on right. the men's side. Should the WNBA players get paid the same as the NBA players? No, and that's what we've talked about. What do you mean? Why not? <laughs> Why not? I didn't. Well, I didn't. You're putting me on the other side of this, but uh, because nobody goes to see them. Because <laughs> it's a. It's because I, because it's the worst product. I couldn't start. Okay. I couldn't start on a JV WNBA team, okay? <laughs> but guess what? There's not a single female player that could play in the WNBA without it being in the just, NBA. You mean? Yeah, whatever, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? No, yeah, it's. Can we get back to talking about Hollip and his <laughs> final? Damn it! <laughs> Please. So first of all, it was a good tournament, even without Serena, and you know Wozniacki goes out early, which she enjoys doing. Um, but Stevens had some good wins. Well, Wozniak had another big win against By, uh, and then <laughs> got beat. Um, She's the only consistent opponent she can beat. <laughs> um, and then and uh, Stevens. Um, and by the way, after all that, he said many times he preferred the women's tournament to this to the men's. I really did. I really did. Even as as you were coaching, or you're not allowed to coach, but watching your women's three O team. <laughs> Strike that from the record today. You know, I'm telling you how awesome the women's tournament is. I'm looking, and I, I didn't watch the men's, so I saw the first set, and I literally looked at him and said, yeah, and the men's is what the men's is. You know, 6-2. He said, oh, yeah, the men's is on, too. <laughs> so, Tell me all about the women's, how great it was. Oh, yeah, the men are playing, too. So, yeah, would I pay to go see the women right now over the men? Yep. And the good news is it'll be cheaper because nobody cares about women's. <laughs> you front row seat. Sorry, uh, <laughs> that was just too easy. No, um, but, I mean... The women have the advantage right now of kind of what the men had three or four years ago where they have so many marquee players that are all playing at the same time. Right. And the men are down to just a couple in every tournament. And, and they're all flipping in and out because all of them are falling apart. Yeah. Um, so, well, let me tell you about this set. So, again, it was it was uh, not great, not a great level, but it was a really good – what the hell was that? Really good <laughs> level for 90, whatever I said, eight – four percent of the turn of the of the match yeah and when it did go down a bit most of the time it was slightly perceptible it wasn't like wow what was that it was 
slowing down a little bit on the racket head speed. You know, so yeah. your swing speed slows down. Now all of a sudden, you're not quite getting no. You know, it's just kind of you can tell the difference on the TV screen. You know, like Hollop will you know scream a backhand down the line, and Sloan will slide over and just kind of. Uh, not really put a lot into it. And could that have been her fatigue? Maybe late in the set. Early, maybe not. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't even think the women's players will let themselves off the hook for return game, for serve games. No. It, it, it seems like they won't, and I 100% do. I think they're making a mistake. Just like the men, well, some of them are lunatics, but the men give themselves a free pass, especially if they're playing somebody like, Isner or Anderson or somebody's dropping bombs, they give themselves a pass on those return games. Yeah. Well, the women need to give themselves, especially the shorter ones, need to give themselves a pass on their serve game and and realize that, oh, wow, I'm just going to break back right now. So right. But, but they're, they're locked into that mentality also of this, you know, oh, you're supposed to, you know, hold and then just get one break. Nah, you're supposed to break and get one hold. Is yeah, what, I don't even like... You're totally right because when I'm watching the matches too, the commentators always, you know, S- Stevens is up a break. Like that, w- that's not even relevant. It's really not. Uh, and they'll say it. It's really they, not. Or they'll or they'll talk about how many breaks they've had. And I'm like, that's basically. And it, there was a match with Ostapenko, and I think out of the 24 games, the fi- they have 16 breaks or something in the finals. Yeah, and it's it, like, well, that's not a, a meaningful stat. Then you well, need to come up with something else. It was the finals of the French. Yeah, and it was they. I think they broke the first three games each. Or yeah. something ridiculous like that, and and it, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It, I mean, well, it's funny you say that because I played a match this summer and I don't remember this happening to me. I the first six games were breaks, but I already after that happened, I got in the mentality where when he broke me, I was like, oh well, I'm going to break in the next game. So I would right. I don't see why why the player. I'm sure the players have that mentality. It's the commentators that are still in kind of the. I don't know. They seem to get you look at them and they seem to get equally frustrated yeah. on both sides. And I'm like, why are you frustrated? Your, <laughs> your coach is not being mean enough to you. Yeah, he needs to say your second serve is shit. <laughs> but guess what? Four or five other components of your game are stellar. Yeah. So get your shit together. And your opponent's second serve is shit too. So and your, yeah, doesn't matter. Course. Right. So uh, there was one point um, or one, one period of time. Um, where late in the first that Simona Holub had three separate occasions, had three forehands down the line she was trying to step into and hit them into the top of the net. Hmm. So those are three mistakes, but she was aggressive and making aggressive mistakes. Those are fi- Those don't bother me either. Those don't, to yeah. me, dictate the quality of a match. I think it'd still be a quality of a match when you set up a good point, step three or four feet inside the baseline and try to really tattoo a forehand down the line and it hits the tape, guess what? You just made an an error. It's not some... He used to tell me that in college, too. I didn't I didn't <laughs> like it then. I don't like it now. Where, whereas, <laughs> whereas then, but then the other side of that, then you watch somebody where they're not moving. There. Sloan does this a lot, where balls will get up on her, a little inside, and she, and, and she doesn't finish when she gets a little tight. Or, again, late in that first, it could have been fatigue. It's hard to tell. Um, but everything slows down instead of just kind of... Hitting that depth in the in the speed of the ball through the air, it's just kind of loop, loop looping into the you know service box area, and and again I I'm not going to call her out for emotional control because it could have just been fatigue. Well, um, and here's the the because we rarely disagree. I'll continue with this topic, but so for example, 
somebody hits a deep approach up the back end, comes in, has an easy sitter, and you're not even saying that necessarily, but has an easy, has an easy a short ball, and they blow it. You would always tell me, "Hey, good point. You did everything right, and missed the shot. Big deal." Whereas my argument was, you know, if I do everything right and lose the point, that's not a good sign. <laughs> because no, I hear you. how else am I going to win if I'm not doing if I'm doing anything right and still lost the point? That's not good for my uh, future points. Well, because I've seen other points you play. And so <laughs> it's not just a given that you're going to be in position. Well, there's two things. There, there's there's um, getting the shot that you want because yeah. you set it up via your big serve or whatever, or your hacky backhand, <laughs> well, however you get it. And then there's executing that one last shot once you get your opportunity. So you're getting the opportunities. Because the other option is you're just shanking shit all over the place, or you're getting tight, yeah, or, or you don't have any opportunities, or they're blasting balls by you, and right. you're just whatever. So it's much better to be in control of a, of a point and then miss an opportunity that you intentionally were trying to do something and it just didn't happen. Well, and I think in the context of a point, well, here's where I think you listen. You're not perfect. <laughs> See, does that clear it up? Does that change it? That you well, no. I was, so I was going to say in the context of a point, I think I agree with you. But if I get done with a match and I lose, I would rather they blew me off the court than me having many opportunities and blowing them. I don't think they necessarily think that in the pro level because they expect to win every match. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, if somebody just plays lights out and they hit winners on you left and right, you come off, I don't think you're going to feel bad about that. Whereas if you had 10 opportunities to break point and you screwed up all of them in position to win them. But if you're at the top of your game, the game, and somebody's just hitting you off the court, that actually would be way more frustrating because you're like, well, shit. I must have a lot of work to do. I don't belong here. Yeah. Or where do I go from here? If you're a league player and somebody does that, you're like, wow, okay, so that is possible to do. I'm not there, but shit, I've been playing for four years. Right. So I definitely think it's where you're at and, and what have you. But well, I think we saw that with Roddick, even with Federer. He he could see that he wasn't where he needed to be and just had to keep working at it constantly. Yeah. And then he got there and then still lost, but, <laughs> well, yeah. but a lot closer. Yeah. Well, you know, so today I think was a great display from Holop. Although you could see, I'm talking about emotional control, obviously with her history, but you could see her wavering in the first set and uh, Cahill came down, her coach. Oh, and I said, wish I could have heard that. Oh, and she was getting a little whiny and he was like, I don't care. What do you, yeah, just, <laughs> Listen, everything's working except you're jacking up some backhands. Big deal. Get your sh- kind of what I'm saying. Get your right. shit together on the backhand. You're playing lights out everywhere else. So I bet they have a really good relationship off the court and on the court. He's got to be like so frustrated all the time. Even though now that he's now that she's kind of turned the corner, obviously. Well, she's turned the corner, but I think their coaching relationships probably turned the corner because. If you have a player that doesn't trust you, then you go down there and tell them, shut the hell up. Right. You're fine. You're overreacting to, you know, three, you know, shitty backhands that, you know, whatever. But meanwhile, you've looked amazing and I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass. I'm telling you the truth on both sides. Once once a player trusts you, you can tell them the good and the bad. Because a lot of times players don't trust you when you're telling them good things right. more than when you're telling them bad oh, things. Oh, totally. And so They come up and tell you you're playing great, and you're like, really, I'm down 4-1. <laughs> I must not be doing that well. well and then I usually say, well, yeah. Uh, have you looked at who you're playing? He's better than you. <laughs> right. Um, so Cahill came down, kind of yelled at her a little bit, and then she start, started to kind of get her life together. Uh, I can't remember what the score was, but at one point, 
you know, she missed those three forehands I was telling you about. After the second one she missed, she, she was walking back to the baseline, and I was like, yeah, do it, do it. You could see her, like, her arm flinching, and finally she just threw her racket down. It was great. And then, and then immediately, immediately after that, she has a backhand winner down the line. Yeah. Oh, but then she double faulted after that <laughs> to get, to get broken. Um, Do they it, ever show a correlation between when the coach comes out and the success immediately after? I don't know. Like I'd be curious to know yeah. how often the person you know gets a break or wins you know two consecutive games or whatever. Because winning the next game doesn't really tell you anything because you could be could have a big serve or whatever. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Djokovic Anderson dubs. They played together. They did indeed. Wow. They uh, they were I, I can't. They were playing a seeded team, and they it was like five and five or six and six or something. It was <laughs> like I'm like, there you go. Point proven. You get two guys that are in the top ten. If they practice for six months, double specifically, <laughs> they'd be number one in the world by far. And neither of them are even <sighs> even have net skills. Well, yeah, uh, Anderson. I mean, you know, you play college; that helps. Yeah. Just did they? Play. What did you see him in the U.S. Open final? Uh, <laughs> well, doubles <last> doubles <laughs> net play is different than singles net play. For did sure. they? Did the Brian? Did Brian and Sock win? I don't know. <laughs> the the finals? Yeah. No, I don't okay. think so. I didn't. No, I don't think so. I saw them uh, win at some point. I think it was the quarters. Well, so I don't know who's going to be in the U.S. Open. I don't know. Hopefully everyone. I do too because it reminds me of this. You know, NFL season's gearing up, and when my Steelers are out on a bye week, I just don't give a shit about football. Yeah. Especially if the other top contenders in the AFC are out as well. I'm not watching Cleveland, San Diego. I'm just yeah. not. I, that's not true. I will, but it's not the same. You watch it with one eye. But know. I'm an idiot. You know, just like I am with tennis. I'll right. watch any of this shit, but I just want you know, week three NFL, every team still playing. Well, I just want US Open, every player just playing on the men's side. Well, and that's why I think they 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 lose people by touting all these upsets. I'm like, you're basically telling people that they don't need to watch. They say, oh, we had, we had 10 of the top seeds lost today. It's like, I don't. why do I want to know all the players <laughs> that I like that aren't going to be there? Well, I, I would say we're probably the opposite, though, because we're looking at, like, wow, who are these new up? But, but we've been burned enough to, for that not to trick us. Yeah, because we know those people are going to lose the next round. But on the women's side, it's fine. It doesn't bother me when that happens on the women's side. No. Because but, yeah, I mean, imagine if it would be huge news internationally if Federer and all lost first round of the U.S. Open. Yeah. <laughs> if Federer and all You're lost right. first round of the U.S. Open. But that, how many people would stop watching the tournament from that point forward? So why would you right. want to draw attention to that? Right. Well, commentators are, are different. You yeah. know, they're trying to do whatever. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Speaking of commentators, another another thing. So I was watching uh so Fuksovics. How, how do you say his name? <laughs> Fuksovics. No, that's your favorite way to say it. <laughs> against uh Warika. And they play it every week, it seems like. <laughs> it's I don't know why. So um uh, I can't, I can't, I can't bring myself to. Uh, I think it. This you, is not any better, but I think it's actually Fuxavix. No, I think it's Fuk. Fuxavix. Is it few? I think it's few. Fuks. I don't know. I just, I can't bring myself to say it like you do with such authority. <laughs> it's the only animal. time I'm allowed to say anything like that. So it was the second round. Um, the first thing when you Google his name, by the way, is pronunciation. I bet it says his name then pronunciation. So second round, Warinka and. Yuksevics, or whatever his name is, and by the way, seven six in the third, um, ten uh, in the tie break. But anyway, at some point during that match, 
there was a serve call or forehand something. I think it was a forehand down the line, and it was called out. And Wadrinka is asking his opponent. <laughs> and wait, it gets better. Lindsey Davenport's commentating and basically calls Wadrinka an idiot. Wow. Well, you know, not out loud to his face, right. but you know, just like that—that that was idiotic that he was asking his opponent. And I'm, I'm like, well, there you go. That's the death of this being a ladies and gentlemen's game. Yeah. Now, to be fair, he was asking it like a punk. <laughs> you know, he's like, you didn't see that. You didn't. You didn't see. You tell me you didn't see that. Right. And whatever language he speaks, kind of that that feel, as opposed to how was that? You know, so he didn't ask in a sportsman way. Yeah. But I think she was referring more to the idea of asking. And like we've talked about, I think we talked about it last week or week before. Hey, sorry. That to me, that's a valuable part of this game. If I can ask my opponent, you know, how they saw it, and then they can answer me honestly, even if it's to their detriment. I mean, I think that's always that's always on Sports Center or what. That's the right. one. That's the one thing on tennis that and tweeners, for God's sakes, get on Sports Center for top ten or whatever. I'm so glad those have kind of. The traditional tweeners have kind of gone out of style, it seems. I hope so. Well, no. Well, the front-facing tweeners, you know, that's Kyrgios' favorite thing to I do. I say that they've apparently Warinka and Martin have only played twice. It seems like they're playing all the time. Did you find his pronunciation? No, they only had audio, so I figured I wouldn't. Boris, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, you're already doing that enough. Uh, so anyway, so the 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 women's final was spectacular. Uh, not, again, I said that was too strong. So seven six three six six four Hollop uh, gets her dubs and um, and well deserved. Well deserved. She's such a good player. Her, her listen, she has got the emotional control issue like nobody's business, but seems to be sort of tamping that down a bit. And Sloan goes through that a bit too. Um, but, but aside from that, you know, Holub has the second serve issue, but other than that, man, she's tough to deal with. Cause Do she you can have her as your favorite for the open. She can generate pace off from anybody that, from that little tiny body off of nothing yeah. actually. And she can really hit some lasers down the line and, uh, and with her speed, she can take that risk. Cause you know, you hit down the line, you open the court up right. for that cross court return, but she's got the speed to cover it. And so it doesn't seem, you know, she can take a few more chances, in that regard and um man you take her as your not pick. yet well not, we're not gonna make her not yet yeah. you son of a bitch you're trying to <laughs> trick me we got cincy yeah we got cincy <laughs> well and i think i i'm not gonna compare her to isner very often but i would say in some ways she's like isner in that her first couple rounds have so much to do with how the tournament plays out for her Number one, because she can often lose in the first round. Right, so and it number, really determines right. a lot. And number two, just I think she needs to, you know, have a couple easy matches to start with just to get maybe the nerves out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, I, you know, it seems like since he's got a bunch of bigger players, uh, a little more depth in that tournament. Is Federer playing that? Well, I know he, we're talking he, women's. He's but. not on the women's <laughs> piece of shit. But, so it, to me, it's one of those deals where – I, I think her game style is so demanding physically that, hell, I wouldn't have any problem if she dropped a, maybe a third rounder to you know right. somebody. Yeah. Um, and Stevens definitely will lose early after that. After don't you this. Think? Eh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But, but yeah. So, well, she's got to buy. <laughs> so, 
And she plays, oh, well, how, she plays the winner of a qualifier slash lucky loser and a qualifier slash two qualifiers <laughs> got dropped in. Perfect. So, anywho. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll talk about Cincy uh, next week. It's it's going to be obviously starting tomorrow. Um, it's always a fun tournament. It's like Jack Sox premiere. Jack Sox in. So, rest assured, we're okay. America, America's, <laughs> America's sitting pretty. Hopefully, Isner will reappear. And uh, Quarry's been very quiet this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the American swing will he'll start to usually, Well, that's usually what happens, right. and we haven't had anyone yet. Harrison has been – well, Harrison and – I guess Isner obviously has been on fire, but and Harrison made the Memphis final, but apparently that was – he did that last year too and didn't really mean anything. So anyway, so we've got some, you know, yeah. So on the men's side, uh, Federer and Nadal, the one Nadal's one, Federer's two. Um, so Zverev somehow, some way, some mathematical formula has him as a three seed, <laughs> and then Delpo, if he can keep it together, as a four and eternal early round loser, Gregor Dimitrov is four. <laughs> How, how's that? Or he's five, I mean, and. Uh, K.A., who seems to win everything, he's the six. I don't understand it. And it's got to be getting close to the point where Tsitsipas is going to start being seated. But maybe he just has so few tournaments on his record. Yeah, that might be it. Cause, and Shapovalov, to me, should be close to being seated too. But Tsitsipas has uh, Goffin mm. um, in the first round. And he could easily have a letdown after playing yeah. it all. Yeah, especially against a player like Goffin, who can yeah. get a lot of balls back. Um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, hopefully the men's tournament will be better because you got more. So no Federer? No, no, Federer is it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the one. Okay. Yeah, he's no, he's the two. Nadal's oh, right. one, Fed's two, yep. Um, and then on, on the women, you've got Muguruza's playing on paper. They all start out that way, but they <laughs> don't always end up all playing. But anyway, uh, yeah, so you got Holub is the one. Hopefully Wozniacki can make it past the se- the second round. Well, no, actually, I hope she doesn't because if she may, because she might play Coco in the second <laughs> round. So hopefully she won't. Well, that'll be the primetime match at least. That'll be interesting. So you got Holub at one, Wozniacki at two, Sloan at three, uh, Kerber at four, Elena Svitolina at five, uh, Caroline Garcia at six, Muguruza at seven, and Kvitova at eight. And then nobody else matters. Madison Keys at thirteen. Well, and that was one of the big wins for Stevens was beating Svitolina. Yeah, who has like become sort of the new version of Halep and Wozniacki, where she does and Zverev, where she does great in the in the small tournaments and can't do anything to slam. She's yeah. kind of the next. Probably she's at the top of the list of women who are haven't won a slam. I would say. Yeah. Um. But she's pretty young still. Yeah. Yeah. Fun to watch. Fun yeah. to watch for sure. So anyway. All right, I think we gave women's tennis fair billing today. Always. <laughs> Not only did we give the pro women a little love, we gave some 3-0 ladies love. We That's didn't talk right. about any 3-0 men, did we? Not at all. Exactly. All right, you got anything else? That's it. Thank God. <laughs> um, it's a long hot. It's been hot out there and humid. It's muggy. Oh, it's awful out there. Yeah, we had a terrible, so wears terrible weather for tennis this weekend. Yeah, so uh, anywho, um, do everything that you know you're supposed to do. Download, continue to download the podcast, damn it. Don't just wait for a link on Facebook or wherever else. Do the whole thing in your little app thing. That's <laughs> that's the technical terms for it. Download it, do what you're supposed to do there. Subscribe, share the damn thing. Quit being selfish. We don't give out too many tennis tips, so 
you know, nobody's going to beat you because they listen to this. Maybe. I don't know. Pod karma. Um, yeah. Share it on your all your platforms. Don't wait for me to send you something. Send it out yourself because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So that would be truly helpful if you could spread it yourselves. And let's keep this thing growing because, damn it, American Tennis needs it because the men sure ain't helping nobody. So, all right. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Pod karma. Pod karma.